Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. This is the start of a new season. It's season 14. Danny, are you excited to get back into it? It's been a little while since we've done one of these. We went in somewhat of a workaholic mode through December and early January. So yes, yeah. I, I think I am. Yeah, well, ready. Well, releases have taken a break. We have not. So uh, this should be a, a very fun episode. Every episode we have guests come on and play through an audio escape room that Danny has created that exists just in our collective unconscious, like a strange hive mind of puzzles and weird character voices. And this episode, we have a returning guest. So uh, welcome to the show. Welcome back, Tommy Honton. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. We're very excited to have you on, but you're not alone. You have brought a first-time guest, one of the co-founders of Coin Crew and one of the co-creators of Escape Academy. Welcome, Wyatt Bushnell. Welcome to the show. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, hoorah, escape rooms, am I right? Yeah, that's the thing. You two are both very seasoned escape room people, which always intimidates me because I tend to write my rooms with the potential for beginners as well. So I always fear that you're going to breeze through it. Don't worry, the seasoning is just a dry rub. <laughs> Perfect. So why this is your first time on the show, uh, but we mentioned Escape Academy in your intro, which we have just been playing on Twitch, and it's fantastic. We had so much fun playing through the entire game. For people who don't know it, would you like to give a rundown of what Escape Academy is? Well, also, thank you for the kind words. Escape Academy is an escape room adventure game that's available for play on Steam, Xbox, Xbox Game Pass, PlayStation, and Nintendo Switch. You basically play at like a Hogwarts-style school, but instead of magic, it's like you're basically training to become a secret agent through escape rooms. We, we kind of noticed as we were playing it that for people who know our show, it's got a similarity to one of our sort of uh, connected arcs. So I think if people need context for what it feels like, it, it has that similar, it's these sort of standalone escape rooms that have a story and character and drama and things connecting them all. It was, it was really lovely to play through. And the design of them is really smooth and great. Like there was no point oh, yeah. we were puzzles playing. Puzzles that make sense. That's yeah, isn't good. that always lovely when you have a puzzle game and then you all the puzzles work? <laughs> you're like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, you know, I've done a lot of escape rooms and my least favorite escape room puzzle is like a puzzle that's difficult only because it's not like clued. Mm. Those, those sorts of puzzles always frustrate. Yeah, love it. Danny, could you just quickly add some clues to this room? Because we didn't clue yeah. <laughs> Interesting, interesting. Just, just quickly, just write mm. down clue. Just put clue down. <laughs> yeah. Just give them one. Yeah. Uh, and Tommy, it's wonderful to have you back on the show. Did you last appear as a, as a writer or as a player on this show? I think as a writer, I think uh, the fever dream of the strange episode I wrote during the lockdown times that you had to uh, bushwhack to edit that poor mm. chunk of five hours. Yes, I think it was a four hour recording, but it was a huge amount of fun. And we still get people talking about that room. Do people really liked it? No, I'm truly honored. Like the response was nuts. And I can't even tell you the number of people that have emailed me about it because I put the script online just to follow in your tradition of like mm. open sourcing your games. And I've gotten dozens of people sending me their recorded playthroughs of them running. Really? Which is kind oh, of cool. wonderful. Lovely. Well, it'll, it's good to have you back as a player this time. Are you excited to, to not have to have designed something that you get to actually just play? I am, but of course, the, the pressure's on to prove that I'm a human and not just a bunch of like kids stacked in a trench coat. So this, <laughs> this, could, this, this could reveal me to be what I really am, a fraud. With that said, every time we have guests on, we ask the same two questions. Tommy, we've asked this before, but why don't we start with an update? on your escape room experience. 
Uh, yeah, I've played a few more. I think I'm around 700 ish now. Yeah, and then too many. Since then, I since then I also uh, am teaching a class on escape from design. It's the second semester that I'm teaching it, and it's really cool to go from the perspective of player to trying to uh, take the lessons of what you can take from building an escape room and applying it to all of the different types of design there are. Mm. Uh, so it's really fun to look at them from a very analytical point of view, and it's really amazing seeing. And makes me even appreciate more like what an escape room has in terms of gameplay, narrative, scenic design, even the way you operate them and offer service and character interactions. So I think for me, it makes me more appreciative. And you'll also appreciate that I make them listen to your puzzle <laughs> and episode building episode. Oh, and wonderful. I expect the check in the mail. Yes. And uh, <laughs> also using um, the, the uh, style of doing a, you know, an audio based game before they start building, you know, as a play mm. test, because it, it is so important to showcase that the structure of a game works before you even start building something. Before so, you put uh, money into something. Yeah, exactly. And it's cool to be able to like give them a concrete example of like, here, here's hundreds of examples of episodes you can listen to with a script that shows you how to format this. Wonderful. Uh, and then uh, Wyatt, this will be the first time we've asked you this question. Uh, this is an escape room show. What is your escape room experience? Well, I don't have a number of how many rooms I've done. Yeah, good. Neither uh, do we. Yeah. <laughs> Who keeps track? I think you made Tommy, that up. 700? That doesn't yeah. feel right. It's, it's just like in an insane asylum, carving the notches on the wall. <laughs> don't judge my notch system. My notch system is very accurate. <laughs> yeah. It beats wallpaper. Um, I don't know. I think I've done like over 50. But yeah, I mean... We did Escape Academy. We did. Yeah. We played. We played a lot more rooms that we designed internally than it ended up in the game. So <laughs> every designed room counts as fifty played rooms by my. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, the other element of this show is that it is escape rooms mixed with a sort of tabletop role playing style. So maybe in reverse order this time. Uh, Wyatt, what is your tabletop role playing experience? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a huge nerd and neckbeard so i've definitely like i've done a lot of dungeon mastering like dnd 3.5 and 5e and everything um Probably. like baldur's gate is like what am i i mean i know it's not tabletop but it's like it's still yeah forgot realms engine world. and stuff so uh no yeah i mean i love dnd i love dnd both as really? a player and as i've been playing it for like eight years Tons, tons, so, so much. much. Yeah, oh, I've done Curses Strahd. I've done the Lost Minds of Fandelva. You can't get me out of these forgotten realms. All right, lovely. Well, uh, Tommy, what about you? Final question. Uh, what is your, or any updates to your tabletop role-playing experience? I've played a lot of homegrown, uh, beautiful hand-rolled things, but I've also been a participant in some wonderful pre-made campaigns that are just lovely. Thank you. Uh, the, the DMs are great. I've never actually DM'd uh, anything except Ooh. for the Dishonored camp, because I'm a huge fan of the game series Dishonored, and mm. they made a, 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 a system, and I ran a couple games from that. That was really fun. Oh, I love nice. But the one that I really like is a is a, a game called Blades in the Dark. It was mm. a Kickstarter like in 2015. And we have a friend who is an amazing DM who uh, wanted to play this. And it's so much fun. It's very much like a heist. And what's really, really cool is we got super into it. And the basic premise is you are a gang of thieves and you're doing heists. And it's very much a story-based campaign that doesn't allow a lot of setup. So what's cool is you just kind of like plan 
early, like what kind of heist you're going to do, and then you do it. And then what's great is there's a system that's a flashback system. So it's like, uh, we break into the basement. And it's like, hey, you break in the basement, and it's full of guards. And they all look at you and pull their swords. And then you can basically spend points to flash back to explain how you get out of that situation. So then you flash back to the day before, and you, what are you put packing gas. your tummy gun yeah. into your bag. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, yeah, like you, you, you flash whoa. back, and it's like you sneak into the building and plant a uh, gas That's that will knock cool. them out that goes off right then. Or so it's really cool to be able to feel like you're in a heist movie with the flashbacks and the twists. So mm. it made me really appreciate the the sort of back and forth of a good DM who is throwing wrenches at you, and you're kind of throwing back with narrative. All right, Danny, I think that is, we've got the intros out of the way. It is time to get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Danny, are we ready to play the escape room? Well, not anymore. Now I need a disclaimer that there are no meat or potatoes in this room. I'm so sorry. I'm vegetarian, so I just want to flag that, that if there's meat, I would prefer it be uh, plant-based. You can just have the potatoes. Uh, Thank you. Danny, would you like to get us started? Let's do this. Let's get you into this thing. It's been a trying day. And it promises to be a trying night. But you are trying your best not to make it all about yourself. Because this is Paul's time. He needs you. He got let go from his job this morning and your friend group has been doing whatever it can to commiserate. And the situation was totally unfair. Paul was a great realtor. But there's been a financial crisis going on for the last few months. The agent's budgets were fracturing and the higher-ups decided that whoever made the least in sales over the last month would be fired to save some money. They didn't tell any of the employees this, they just had it in the background. And even though Paul's sales had held steady by some terrible turn of fate, his colleagues' sales were all exceptional. (sighs) Your friends tried to make Paul feel better by saying the colleagues must have been cheating, but Paul waved that accusation away. They'd never do that, he insisted. They were all good, honest people. Yeah, they're still realtors. But you know what? Ugly stereotypes aside, you met some of these colleagues at a trivia night a while back and they gave you some dodgy vibes. They were definitely Googling answers in the bathroom and one of them accidentally spilled a drink on another team's answer sheet. They were totally out for themselves. And Paul didn't belong there. Good riddance to the whole place, you say. Except Paul really loved his job and now he feels like he sucks at it. And you can't stand it. You have to prove that something shady was going on to get him fired. Luckily, while the agency was very firm on Paul getting a box and taking home all his belongings, they weren't so diligent about making him give back office property that he already had, including his office door key. Well, that made it uh, very easy for you to get in, which you did a bit after midnight tonight. Paul? Still no idea. And he won't know. Well, unless you find something so incriminating that it gets one of his colleagues fired and him rehired with the bustle's tails between their legs. So let's take a look at what you see in here. You can draw, you can write, whatever your preference. Standing by the front door, you survey the small office. You've come in from the south, near the southeast corner, and the rest of the south wall is an almost floor-to-ceiling window with property ads that would be displayed to the foot traffic outside at a normal time of day. The entire west half of the floor space is set aside as a conference room. It's really just a big table with a stack of papers on it. On the east wall, 
hanged a series of awards won by the agency. And on the north wall is a whiteboard with shapes and numbers all over it and a big title that says Seller of the Month. Just in front of that board is the only regular work desk in the office. It's just got a landline phone and a bowl of keys on it. And there's one other table in the middle of the floor, but it's more a podium than a desk. On it sits a big glass case, inside which is a gorgeous model house. You're quietly confident that you can find something in here to help Paul out. If these people were no good at trivia, they can't be very good at covering their tracks. All right, Wyatt, let's, uh, let's avenge our friend Paul. So, yeah, just to recap, Paul was fired. We think he was fired without good cause. We're avenging Paul. That's what you have too, Tommy? Okay. Yep, yep. We're going to find evidence that they're up to bad things and uh, take them all down. Or, well, or I one have of a, them, depending on who's bad. I have a feeling we have to use key, the bull of keys to get into that little mini house. That's just one Spoiler theory. Alert. <laughs> um, keys yeah. to get into a house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so what should we start? I, I'm intrigued. I, you know, I'm in the market for a house. I would like to see any good listings on the wall of that window. All the ads in the window are pretty much the same. Properties either for sale or recently sold, hefty price tags, photos that totally haven't been touched up at all, absolutely not. And other details like bedrooms, bathrooms. You try to filter out the unimportant bits and see if there's anything that you can learn here. And by the unimportant bits, I mean the photos, because drawing this many houses would have been terrible. So we've got an image for you here. Uh, yes, for people following along at home, you can see this image in the show notes, but Wyatt will describe what he sees to you at home. What I see are a bunch of listings of different uh, different priced houses with Different bedrooms, bathrooms, and I don't know what a CS... Closets! Is that closets? That's interesting. I would have gone with car space. Car space, okay. And different listings have been sold. It is a six by three grid of listings. They look surprisingly like Monopoly cards to me. <laughs> they do a bit. Yeah, they <laughs> do look like Monopoly cards. <laughs> is there any pattern with the sold signs? I have a feeling we're probably going to look at other things and correlate. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, I'd like to examine the uh, papers on the west wall. On the conference table? Yeah, on the conference table. You can look at the conference table itself. As for the papers, though, you go straight to the papers for now. Up close, you can see this is a pile of applications from hopeful renters. The sheer volume of them intimidates you. You are glad you're not in the rental market right now. It's intense competition. A quick flick through reveals that the applications are arranged by property in terms of most to least rent that they'd be generating. And every sheet of paper includes, you know, the property address, the rent amount, and of course, all the contact details of the applicant and whether or not it's been accepted yet. Most of them have not been accepted yet because there are too many to sift through for the same properties. Right at the bottom of the stack, you also find a post-it with a scrawled note that says, rent price times 1,000 equals sales price. Okay. 
is there is there any pattern to what houses were accepted for rent? Oh no, it just seems honestly just realistically like if there weren't that many applicants it might be easier to whittle them down but you don't really notice anything important in that okay or is there like a stamp that says approved or anything nearby like uh like the physical stamp for it no you don't yeah. see that around because oh, i was gonna just like mess with them and like take some <laughs> stamps and just start stamping things yeah you just, you just take out your pen and you do your best approximation of it <laughs> Tommy, okay. the the what the vigilante re- realtor. That'll, that'll that'll throw him for a loop. <laughs> yeah. You'll either get Paul his job back or take the whole place down. Exactly. Yeah. Congratulations, Paul. We got your job back. I'm sorry, the company's now bankrupt. <laughs> okay, so that's the West Wall. So I feel like we should, if we want to keep going in order, let's look at the uh, dry erase board, uh, the shapes, numbers, seller of the month on the North Wall. The board is segmented into four parts, one for each of four agents who must have been the ones involved in this secret competition. There are little marks, like magnety sorts of things, indicating how much money they've made selling property this month. Sadly, expectedly, Paul has the lowest at $1.2 million, which sounds pretty amazing to you, but somehow someone called Tonya edged him out with 1.3. Uh, Hector got one8 and Varen managed $2 million. You find it hard to believe they needed to fire anyone with numbers like this. Uh, 1.2 for Paul, mm-hmm. 1.3 for Tanya. Hector is 1.8, and Varen is how much? 2 million. 2.8. And these are their commissions, just to be clear? I assume this is probably the value of the actual properties they sold rather than the individual, the percent commission that they made off it. Oh, then Tommy. We potentially we have to look at the sold things to determine who sold which house. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Let's keep looking and then, but I think yeah. that's a, a good a good thread to pull up. Thank you. Um, uh, how much are the number are are the numbers able to be erased on the dry erase board? Oh yeah, you can like some of the little <laughs> magnets that were like like magnets for hundreds of thousands of dollars. You can just like move them around. Do, 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 do. Oh no, look, Paul was robbed. You don't know if anyone will believe you, but... Yeah, but we'll just put that Paul uh, sold $20 million mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. walk away. Is that a zero? And, or, well, I guess we should probably... Yeah. Room we'll do done. 2.1. Yeah. Salt? Okay, maybe not. Um, <laughs> so, let's see. Let's go to the agency awards on the East Wall. Four shiny plaques hang from the wall. All recent, all awarded to this agency. Presumably to individual agents, but they've just written the agency's name on here. You don't know much about real estate awards, but they sound impressive enough. Uh, So for people at home, you can also see this in the show notes, like all the images, but Tommy will describe these awards to you. So we have uh, four plaques. They're all from 2023. And I'm going to mispronounce something. I'm guessing we have... I'm assuming this is not named after Nigel Farage, but the Farage Award for Top Agent by Volume and the agency's name beneath that, Sullivan... Underwood and Underwood. So we have uh, another one, Hitchin Award for Top Agent by Value, the Moyer Award for Best Rising Star, and the Caddick Award for Best Innovator of the Year. So these, I mean, are very prestigious. Um, so Wyatt, I have an observation about the awards. Yes. The award names are all a letter off from my room. So we have Farage's Garage, Hitchin's Kitchen, Moya's foyer, and I think Caddick is probably Attic. 
Yeah, it's not one yeah. letter off, but it does rhyme. That's pretty cool. Oh, rhyming <laughs> probably makes more sense. So, yeah. Boy, so, garage, yeah. garage volume, uh, kitchen value, foyer rising star. Anyway, yeah, this just an observation. Let's okay. start a foyer foyer argument. Yeah, that's a foyer, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and while we're yeah, on that, that fillet <laughs> of fish, it's a fillet. <laughs> that's what this group needs to get derailed. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, then I guess let's. Can we examine the model house? Absolutely. So the house is enclosed within this large glass box which the glass box requires a key to unlock. There's a sculpted model front yard with a neat collection of flowers before the elaborate body of the house itself. It must have dozens of rooms inside this thing. You look as closely as you can without pressing your nose against the glass and you notice a couple more things of interest. One is that the house's front door itself has a lock on it, but it's the digital kind, like a card needs to be held up to it. And the second is one very strange-looking rock in the plastic garden. Does not look like it's made of the same material as everything else, though you can't quite identify it. We do have a picture of what you can see of the front view of this house. Uh, but yes, so you can have a look. Danny's pretty much described it, but if you'd like to make any extra observations for the people at home about this beautiful little house. I mean, it's a lot of floors. Yeah, it's got it's four floors. It does have an attic. I think we can be pretty clear because there's a top one of those little circular windows, you know? That's um, the thing in horror movies where, like, the creepy ghost always peeks out of. Yeah. They yeah, love yeah, that. Right. Those bloody ghosts. They love attic. Oh, they out love... It was where they were locked yeah. during their traumatic only... childhood. That's what they tell you. <laughs> yeah. But I don't they believe They only them. like those windows <laughs> when they're circles, though. Oh, um, yeah. If I'm a ghost, you're not catching me staring out of a square window <laughs> on the top Yeah, of come wall. on. I've got standards. A bottom floor square window, maybe. <laughs> top floor? Yeah. Give me a circle or nothing. <laughs> yeah, circle or nothing. Also... There's six plants in the front, a little bushy bush thing, two tall flowers, two short flowers, and one tall flower uh, in that order. I don't know. It looks like too much of a pattern for us to ignore it, Tommy. I mean, it, it, does, look meaning, it does look meaningful. <laughs> it looks just extraordinarily meaningful. Maybe I'm just really bad at drawing plants. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Uh, I, mean, are, I, I, I feel like they're a very like a healthy uranium green glowing it's thank beautiful. you yeah it's and we're not and this is behind a glass pane so mm -hmm. we're not allowed to interact with that rock correct you would need a key in order to do so well that's a great segue because i would love to inspect the uh <laughs> desk so let's uh let's check up the if bowl only of... there was a bowl of keys yeah, somewhere yeah. <laughs> we should just we should just go home this is impossible oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right so there's the desk itself it's also got a phone but you head straight for this bowl of keys there are a lot of keys in here surprisingly old-fashioned looking a lot of these ones on top they've got big straight narrow teeth to help differentiate though there is a wide variety of colors you push them aside you see if there's anything at the bottom of note and oh boy right so at the top are all these old-fashioned keys at the bottom is a stack of key cards so we've got both old and new in here. The key cards only identifying features are the four-digit serial numbers in computer-like blocky text on the backs. And 
there are a lot of them. You don't see any obvious pattern. They seem to be like roughly chronological just for convenience, but no pattern. So four digits in chronological? Oh, uh, yeah. It's each key card has four digits on it and just they're in a sort of stack. So it's if you needed to find one, you would know where to look in the stack for it. Well, how many key cards are there in total? Several. More than you would be able to try one at a time on any given. Right. Oh. No. <laughs> okay. Noted. I My- love. I love the weirdly specific ambiguity. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we do this and not real escape yeah. rooms. You yeah. can't do that in a real escape room. I've, I've I've played rooms with Tommy before. I will say more than one could brute force <laughs> to, to get through. It's really. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, know. I, I, yeah. I, really I got it. Oh, I got yeah. it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's valid when the puzzle's bad. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> so as for this, as for this phone, the phone is a perfectly normal landline. You pick up the receiver to see if it's working, and you hear an automated voice that says, "To access messages and make outgoing calls, please enter your security code." I, I hit four zeros just to see if I can figure out if there's like a timeout or an error after, uh, just to learn the number of digits in the security code. Actually, just typing numbers doesn't seem like it works. That's curious. Oh, I talked to it. Uh, code. After about 10 seconds, you just hear the same repeated message again. So. Fidelio. Something. Nothing? Okay. I'm kind of drawn back to the awards, Tommy, because I feel like we did... Yeah. We figured out something with them, but they're not really any. But we haven't really like figured out what they're for. Um, the yeah, garage um, award see. for top agent by volume. Kitchen for top, yeah, kitchen, garage. So can we, these relate to the house, right? Like we have a garage. I think it's the thing on the left. We have the kit. Well, it's hard to tell what the kitchen is. The foyer is probably thing on the right. Um, yeah, uh, the attic is clearly where our ghost friend is going to be. So, and every house has a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> You'll appreciate this. I there's a, a a really amazing creator I work with who's done a lot of haunts and horror stuff, and we had to share our fears for a project recently. And his fear was people looking out of windows uh, <laughs> high up, and I, I like this. And I'm like, you know what? That is pretty freaky. All right. Pretty freaky. We'll put a content warning on this episode. <laughs> yeah. just, just give, I appreciate it. Um, so, okay. So would it be, if it's the garage, the garage has patterns. So then what is that going to give us? That's the big thing mm. is what is that giving us? I, like the other thing that I'm like sort of thinking is, do we try and determine who won each award? Oh, no. This is for the entire real estate. This is for the realty company. Not, mm, but yeah. It's not like we're applying the Farage Award to Paul or Tommy. No. Or like, yeah. probably someone individual was who it was won by, but there's no way of connecting yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, so what? So here, here's the way to look at it, is what do we have to input? We have, we need to figure out a key card with a four-digit number, so we know we're looking for something that's four digits to get the right key card. Uh, we know we need some kind of security code for the phone. And we're looking, those are the two input methods. Uh, the also the actual key for the glass case part. Oh, the that, key card, that too. Yeah, key card was for the house. The key was for the box containing the house. That's right. Key card, key in. 
And are there any mm. distinguishing marks on any of the keys, the non-key card keys in the bowl? The biggest dis- differences between them are that they have a wide variety of colors. And as you would expect with these old school keys, uh, the style, uh, like Tines? the teeth. Tines? The, the, the teeth, of a right? key? The bidding? The I think it's the bidding. Really? But they're like old kind of, uh, you know, if you picture like a like what you would see in a pirate well, movie key. Like yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Little prongs coming off the side, perpendicular to the key itself. Perpendicular prongs. Did we examine the lock on the glass case? Well, I, and actually, wait, what, what colors? You said there are colors. Are any of the colors like uranium green? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh! Why, what if the flower, yeah, the flowers represent the bidding? The flowers, the yeah, I think so. Yeah, agreed. I would love to take some of the uranium green keys and hold them up to the glass on the flowers to see if, like, the bidding on the key matches you do that for a bit, and one of these radiant yellow-green keys goes from the circular end of the key, then up, long, long, short, short, long, and it looks like it matches up with those flowers pretty nicely. I put my hand out for a high five to Wyatt. <laughs> I, I, I go too cool. Yeah, oh, he's too cool. Oh, oh, Hang my head in shame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, open up the case. Tommy and I aren't friends anymore. Yeah, no. Now you've got another workplace to visit after this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I pick up the weird rock. Yeah, great. So you open up this glass case with this key that you've got. The door is large enough that you can basically lean over, get your whole head and shoulders in this thing. So you can totally pick up that rock. <laughs> Definitely Beautiful not. Beautiful imagery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have to feel like a giant. It's great. Yeah, this rock is not the same plastic as everything else. It feels more like painted, polished wood. And there's a little nodule on the bottom of it that looks like it screws in somewhere. Nodule? Yeah. Nodule? You have found a handle, a small handle of some sort. Ooh. Is there anywhere where to screw it in on the house? Not that you see on the house. It doesn't look like it belongs. Okay. How about on the awards? No, you can't find anything on there that looks like it needs something attached to it like that. Hmm. Nodule. (laughs) And nothing else on the house that looks interesting on the outside? Not on the outside, no. Well, we need a key card. One Mm. thing that is a little weird to me right this second is the conference table. All we found on the conference table was the rent price times a thousand. Is Mm. that... But that was in the stack of papers. Is there anything else on the conference table? The table is long, imposing, spotless except for this pile of papers. And despite its size, there are only three chairs around it. On each one is... All right, there's a cushion on each chair. The cushions themselves, totally nice. Except you think maybe the picture's on them. So they've they've got pictures that have been designed into the cushions. Each one is different. You wonder if maybe a happy client got their child to design these cushions because, well, let's take a look at them, see what you think of their designs. Uh, Yes, so for people at home, you can see these cushions yourself, but I can't remember whose turn it is. Tommy, I think. Would you like to describe these cushions? Uh, Yeah, they look a little bit like toilet seats. Uh, They're (laughs) red and they have three beautiful drawings. One of them has what looks to be a bee, a happy little bee. Another one is a featureless horse with an arrow pointing to a back hoof and an X uh, in front of the right leg or right hoof. 
and then a person who is sitting at a table looking bored, staring out a window. I think that's our ghost in the attic. Oh, no, but it's a square <laughs> window. A square, window square window. Yeah, yeah, it it could be it, yeah. <laughs> Does the nodule fit on the X of the chair? No, it doesn't. No. That's okay. just part of the sewn-in design. Throwing, throwing it out there. Yeah. Uh, so well, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> so wait, it feels like B, B feels like the first one. Mm-hmm. B, it's got to be B. Is that a back? Why why is the front bad? Is it back? Rear? Back. B rear. B backboard. B backboard. B B B. Like B back. That does look like someone bored, right? I I, I don't know or yeah. Yeah, it doing. couldn't be or either bored or depressed. Um I mean that's what I look like when I'm depressed. B back depressed. <laughs> yeah, B back depressed. <laughs> it's gotta be B backboard, but B B B. What does BBB get us? Backboard. Is there... Hind. Mm. Hind leg. Behind, behind, behind board. Behind board? Behind, behind the, the board. We rip off the whiteboard. <laughs> hey, you hulk uh, yeah. out good. <laughs> and it's pretty firmly attached to the wall, and you are pulling and pulling, and it's not moving. And then you realize, hold on, it's not actually like screwed, and normally there are hinges here. So you go to the other side of the whiteboard and you pull it. That still requires a little bit of Hulk force, but the whiteboard swings away and there's a secret wall safe behind it. Every business should have a secret wall safe. So you're pretty happy. It's locked, of course. It, It wants a letter password to open. It doesn't say how many letters, but it looks like no more than six. Is there a nodule... (laughs) that's what i was trying to say before i had a stroke uh is there room for a nodule on the safe there is not <laughs> this nodule <laughs> we're just gonna, gonna be rubbing. so silly when you find the spot for it and it is the we're most gonna obvious be thing in the all, world yeah we're gonna be rubbing it all over this entire I take room the rock and i caress it and i say don't worry little guy we're gonna find a place for you <laughs> yeah it's, it is we don't care about paul anymore little guy i can't you, believe i didn't make the rock you. the hero of the room <laughs> yeah um Okay, so now we need six letters as well. We still haven't used the award. Oh, wait. Would, do you think the awards would give us letters? We, how many letters do we need? Do we need six? No more than six. No more than, Hard up, to say. Up to and including no six. Up to and including six. Well, I can say that my initial thing is giving us gibberish, so probably. <laughs> Unless the password is jukufk. Oh man, how did you stumble upon that? <laughs> I try hard not to make my letter ones gibberish. So really quick, there there and there's nothing else on the conference table. It's Correct. paper. Okay, just double checking. So we still haven't used the rent price times a thousand equals sales price. We've not Correct. used the ads. We've not used the Paul, Tanya, Hector, Varen list of people and we have not used the awards. We have a look behind the door. Wait, which door? And any, all, all the doors. Look behind every door. <laughs> Are there? <laughs> there's, wait, there's only one door on the south, right? That mm-hmm. we came in. Yep. Is there any other door? No, not really. Just the, well, the little one in the house as well. Though actually the little one in the house, it kind of looks like it might've been initially modeled on the same sort of design as the front door here. Well, maybe they were just okay. lazy. Maybe they only know one kind of door. But 
If you want to look at the real door, you are more than welcome to. Yeah. Inside of it is nothing special. The outside isn't remarkable, but it does have some writing on it. Which you can now see. There's an image linked. Uh, Wyatt, would you like to read this out and describe it for our listeners at home? Laura Sullivan. The L in Laura is red. The S in Sullivan is red. Laura Sullivan is an expert flipper. Chris Underwood and Olivia Underwood bring together families and properties. Both the C and Chris, the U and Underwood. The first letter of each person's name is highlighted in room. So when it says flipped, should we flip the letters, Loris of Sullivan? Sullivan, Underwood, and Underwood. So do we flip those letters and bring them together? What does bring them? Do we make them kiss and form new letters? <laughs> um, so let's see. If we flip the L, we get a Cyrillic Russian character. <laughs> Flipping an S doesn't do so. If we, like, for example, Wyatt, if we bring together, this is crazy talk, but if we bring together two U's, it turns into an upside down N or M, depending, uh, an upside down M. So what would happen when you put a if C you do do together? W, you If you do W, then it spells cow. <laughs> so it says flip. What would you flip? Expert. Flipper. Do you just flip Laura? Or do you just I mean, flip Sullivan, which is the same letter backwards? Scowl. No. Yeah, uh, I mean, if we take out the two U's and we combine them to a W, mm -hmm. then, and the letters are S C O W L, you can do cowls, you can do scowls. But flipper, so like flipper, what are we flipping? Are we flipping the letters? Are we flipping the house? We need to flip the house upside down. Ah. Uh, I well, assume that's not possible. No, nah, it doesn't look. It's, it's too heavy for you. Too bulky. Bolted down. Um, As you go to the model house again to see how flippable it is, again, you are struck by how similar the front door of the mini house is to the design of this front door. Can we open the door? It's locked Which right door? with the key card? Yes, that's right. You need the key card to open it. Can I run to the safe and try to put the word scowl in? It doesn't work. Can I, I yell it at the phone? <laughs> well, no, I scowl. I scowl at the phone. I just scowl. <laughs> yeah. The ghost acknowledges you. Okay, so I'm stuck on flipper. So I think it's actually the word cow is interesting. Because bringing, bringing together. Okay, so we bring the W. So the, the U. Okay, so what it can does does bringing together also only apply to the last name Underwood, or does it apply to the C and Chris and Owen Olivia? Because I, I don't know. About know. That. I kind of feel like we're red herring ourselves. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. I can't. Uh. And and the clue that we got several times with the front door of the model home looking similar. So okay, I I I'm seeing if they're quantumly connected. <laughs> and I take the front door and I try to slowly <laughs> open and close it while I watch the model house door. That would be so good, but unfortunately, this is a mortal room. I cry. Um, <laughs> I cry and weep. Why do they keep saying that they look, the houses look so similar? Because there might be something on the back of the door that's going to help us inside when we get the key card. So maybe it's, they're saying, come back to this later when we have the other door open and look on the back of it. 
Yeah, but that's such a mean hint, you know? <laughs> like, this is a future-looking hint. Not to metagame too hard. Okay. What have we not... We have, So we haven't used the awards yet. Yeah, we've used the seat cushions. I'm going to just close that tab. How about the podium itself that the uh, uh, that the model house is on? Oh, that's very fair. I didn't think about that one. No, that podium, completely boring. How about the uh, desk where the phone and the bowl of keys are on? So you've looked at the stuff on the top of the desk perfectly adequately, but you give it a more thorough look and you notice a single drawer on the underside. <laughs> Nodule. It's missing its handle. <laughs> I, 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 I hold I hold the rock and I pet it and I say, now's your chance, little guy. We found a purpose for you. Now, do you no. consent to being inserted in, onto the desk? No. I whisper, yes. Oh. Well, I'll so be back to the house. I don't want to be on the desk. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Marty, I think I called it. <laughs> I'm in love with the ghost. Sometimes in life, we got to do things we don't want, but I promise you, if you do this for us, we'll put you back and you can be with your ghost friend. Oh, it's just like the Lion King. Promptly forgets after attaching <laughs> yes, the drawer. Exactly. Yeah. And I sing Hakuna Matata as I slowly screw the consenting rock to the uh, nodule. It's a perfect fit. And you can open the drawer. And inside, you find two pieces of paper, both quite small. One of them says, hey, dummy, you forgot to put your best seller in the window. Mom, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the other one has handwriting that does not match the last one. It's got something that actually has an image with it. Uh, yes, so for people at home, you can see this, but uh, Tommy, would you like to read out this, uh, this note that you found? This might be the last image one. Things you cannot say in a listing. Uh, you can't say small Noisy, overpriced, isolated, unrenovated, bad area, haunted, death inside the house. Come up with some creative euphemisms. Okay, we cannot say any of these words. Mm. Euf creative euphemisms. So cozy, uh, vibrant. A classic. Uh, overpriced, um, great value. No, Overpraised. Knows its worth. You said knows its worth. Knows its worth. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Isolated. It just, it's, uh, you know, um, it's uh, not desolate. Uh, rugged. Uh, haunted. Uh, spir I would say spirited. <laughs> spirited. It's a great, it's a great synonym. Uh, that area, uh, up and coming. Of course. Death inside the house has a lot of character. Um, <laughs> <laughs> part of local history. Oh, people are dying to get in there. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's the last one. Unrenovated, uh, historical. Yeah. Classic. Classic. Okay, so I assume all the words we just said are all important. And um, so, do we have a thing to apply this to? What can we rub this against? What can we rub this against? That's just such classic escape room logic. <laughs> we, we don't have a nodule to rub against anything. Um, well, hey, dummy, you didn't put your best seller in the window. Yeah, that's pretty weird. It kind of looks like those ads up there, are, you know, they're meant to show off. And it kind of sounds like the agents like showing off their good cells and someone didn't put their best seller in the window. Weird. So that means we can't really know 
The best seller is Varen. He sold two million dollars worth of stuff. So should is it yeah. worth? So why the thing you'd pointed earlier is do we have to do the math and figure out who sold what? Yeah. So I did do the math. There isn't enough. Mm. There aren't enough numbers to make it work. Um, I get you get huh. stuck on Tanya. How much um, is missing? Like, do we do we do a total of everyone added up? One point three million dollars is missing. Um, okay. Because so I mean you can get like Varen is two million. Uh, so you can get it by doing nine fifty plus seven fifty plus three hundred. Then Hector is one million plus eight hundred, and Paul is six hundred plus six hundred. But nothing for Tanya. And that, awesome. that uses up all of the that uses up all of the numbers. And there are some alternates as well. Like there are some alternate means that you can like make one point two million and things like that. Good yeah. mathing though. Yeah. I tried. So, okay. okay, so I still like this things you cannot say in the listing. Creative euphemisms. As much as I love a good euphemism, mm-hmm. it's like that feels so open-ended that we need a little more guidance, I feel, yeah. and something. Okay, so back on the door. What do we is there anything we see on the door? So obviously on the door, on the outside door, you've seen what you see on it. You have all the Yes. Yeah. All the information there. The little door of the house, it is just, it's clearly a similar design. doesn't have like the little words drawn in or anything. So the design of the doors clearly match, but it, all it's got is the little um, keypad scanner next to it. So flipping through the key cards, they're numbers as opposed to letters, right? Yes, they are blocky computer-like numbers. They're like those. Is it called a seven did a seven line display? Like the classic sort of uh, seven segment display. Yeah, seven segment display yeah. style numbers. So why? What if these instead of becoming cow, scowl, it becomes numbers? Like so, it's seven five, seven five eight three. Why eight three? I am looking at them sideways. And putting the C on top of the O and the U on top of the U in it. Does that make a three or my hallucinating? Oh, wild. <laughs> yeah, that makes a three. Oh, and wild. that makes an eight. That's not what I, like, not how I intended it, but it looks so good. I'm tempted to take it. I refuse to take it. <sighs> Okay, so so I'm not far off on if we flip the L, it turns into a seven, and flip the S, it turns into a five. Laura Sullivan's an expert flipper. And then these people bring together. So if I put the C on top of, so if I'm not flipping, if we're just bringing the C and the U together in some. Oh, six. Six. Six and eight. Seven. Oh, whoopsie. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it so excited? It's so excited. across the room. Wait, how are you getting six? Put a C and a U together. In a blocky fashion. Oh, yeah. That's and then sense. put an O and a U together. So eight. we put, we do, so we do seven, five, six, eight, or seven, five, three, eight? Seven, five, six, eight, right? Yeah, seven, or five, three, six, eight. Depend, depending on which universe we live in. <laughs> and <laughs> We look for a key card. You find a key card with that number on it. 
Take her to the model house. Yeah. <laughs> need, a, need a cigarette after that. So yeah, okay. now now we know how many key cards there were. There were nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine key cards. It's a lot of cards. It's <laughs> a lot of cards. You hold up this card to the model doors receiver, and it goes ding. You pull on the little door handle to open it, and more than just the door opens, the entire front wall of the house opens up to you. So you can see everything. It's wow. the neatest, most grown-up dollhouse you've ever played in. It can't be based <laughs> on a real house. It must just be to get buyers excited about all the possibilities. It's luxurious. You can't even count the rooms, but four floors tall, and there's a room for everything. Uh, that said, you do notice look, maybe this is just some sort of real estate agent filing notation system every single one of the rooms has a little number or symbol drawn on it in pencil oh can we see what does the garage have drawn on it you look at the attached garage on the house's left and on one of the walls you see a scratchy symbol that is an octothorpe or a hash hashtag pound sign okay and then uh Uh, kitchen on one of the little plastic counters you see a three uh, and then the foyer. Around one foyer. of the light fixtures is a circle. Well, a bit more ovular than a circle. You suspect it's a zero. And the attic. That is a big old nine on the floor. With the light, with the line underneath it, so you know that it's not a six. It's very helpful. Can I, 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 I dash and like dive for the phone and dial <laughs> 309. You get a dial tone. And not only that, a little red light next to one of the buttons that says there must be a voicemail waiting. Um, I order, first I call the local pizza restaurant, order a hundred pizzas to this place. It's great to have the 24 hour pizza places around here. <laughs> yep, they'll be yes. here within the hour. Sweet, okay. And then uh, I, I dial whatever button to get voicemail. You press that and a voice comes on. Um, hi, this is Valerie Stacy. I closed on a house with you two weeks ago, and I just heard that Paul won't be around to handle any of my future property endeavors. I wondered if he was looking for references. I have nothing but praise for how he handled our purchase, and 600000 was such a good deal. He'd better still get all his commission from that. Do pass this on and have him call me. Did she leave her phone number? Oh, no. It's, it's assumed that they would know all of their clients' phone numbers. Well, I, I want to get the phone number because I think she's interested in Paul and we want to set him up. That would be a great, like, uh, meet cute, you know? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, is there, are there any other voicemails? No, that's the only one. So $600,000 price tag. Two houses were listed for 600000 and they are identical. Well, also, this would put Paul uh, me- meeting Hector's t- total because if, they, if they're cutting his commission or his sales down... Well, oh, oh, are you are you proposing that the six hundred thousand dollar house isn't one of the ads? I know. So okay, if we did, if they didn't list the best one, so <laughs> yeah, you don't know who that dummy note was directed to. I feel like HR should get involved. That's not a respectful way to talk to coworkers. Mm. So all that gave us was that we know Paul sold a six hundred thousand dollar house. Yep. Yeah. And like I said, your mathsing was very good before. Without confirmation of a 600,000, it would have made it a bit more open. Yeah. Wait. So if we know, if we know that there isn't one of the, if we know that one house isn't listed 
and it was the most successful house. The it was that soul, person's most successful house, at least. It was that person's most successful house. I got stuck on Tanya because uh, there was only a four. There was only one four hundred thousand left. So we had a nine hundred thousand dollars shortfall. So I mean, I guess can we enter nine hundred thousand into the safe? Ah, uh, it's a letter safe. Okay. I type Tanya into the safe. It doesn't work. Fair right enough. Okay. So we've used, so let's see, what else have we not used? We've used the plaques now. Yeah, we've used the awards. We've used the model house. The key card's good, model Things house. Things you cannot say in a listing. We haven't used that yet. Right. We also haven't used the rent price times a thousand equals sales price. Correct. We haven't used rent price times a thousand. Hmm. There's nothing else in that stack of paper on the conference table. Well, I mean, just what you already know about it. There's no. Yeah. What, well, what do you know about it? Yeah. We know that there's a post-it note that says uh, rent price times a thousand. Mm -hmm. Oh, is there a nine hundred thousand dollar? Is there a a, mm -hmm. a listing for nine thousand dollars that's been accepted? What price again? $9,000, a $9,000 rent price. Hmm. $900 rent price. You take a look, and you find one, remarkably, only one, with a $900 rental price tag. And Good sure time. enough, the agent in charge of the listing is Tanya. The property owner is listed as some shell company in the Caribbean. Not all that unusual, you guess. And uh, the person whose details are up for the rental is Jenna Causey. It stirs something in the back of your mind, but you can't think what. But what surprises you more is that there's only one person who's applied for this property. And they've been immediately accepted, you see. You also take a look and, oh boy, the picture that they've got on here, it's only little. You can't tell much about it from this application photo. It does not look like a $900,000 house. I think the most unbelievable part of this is that there's a house for rent for $900. Um, well, hold on. We're in Australia. That's per week. Right. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> okay. Well, now it tracks. Yeah, our Australian brethren. Um, uh, I type Kazi into the safe. It fits, but doesn't work. Same with Jenna. Anything about the listing uh, description? No, this application doesn't give you that much information in that way. It's more its more about Jenna than it is about the house. Anything else about Jenna that's uh, outstanding or special? Nothing that you can tell, just very normal contact details. Can we call her? It's a bit late at night, but I reckon you could call her. Yeah, let's call Jenna. Uh, we go put the password in the phone and get an outside line. Yeah, if it's weird to call a stranger after midnight from a real estate agency you've broken into, it's not weird enough for you to not try. So you dial the number, you wait, it rings, and then the ringing stops, and a recording comes up on the other end. The recorded voice is low, it's smooth, slight ASMR goosebumps. They don't identify themselves, but you'd be surprised if it was this Jenna person. They say a lot of different things that are meaningful to whoever might be calling, like, if this is mother, the begonias aren't growing as well as hoped. Sure. But you wait as they go through this sort of thing until you get to, if this is Tanya, 
recall our conversation about the property in that up-and-coming neighborhood. I appreciated its great natural surroundings very much. First time on the market in 60 years, didn't you say? Such a cozy build. If this is father, and then it goes on. Yeah, can you do that again? Uh, I want to catch all those words. Yep. <clears throat> cozy. Uh, if this is Tonya, recall our conversation about the property in that up-and-coming neighborhood. I appreciated its great natural surroundings very much. I like how we got some, got some of these in advance. Yeah, totally. First time on the market in 60 years, didn't you say? <laughs> and such a cozy build. Okay, so uh, last one is small. First time on the market in 60 years, unrenovated. Uh, uh, na- natural. Natural, sur- isolated. Is, yeah. And uh, up and coming is bad area. <laughs> up and coming is a bad area. It's really funny. <laughs> um, first time on the market, un. So, bad area, isolated, unrenovated, small. So, if we're doing uh, indexing or first letters, it would be IUS, or we could do B. If we do bad areas, two separate. B-A-I-U-S. How 100% are you on all of those choices? Okay, so we got cozy. Cozy has to be small. Natural surroundings has to be isolated. I can't really... Yeah, what else would that be? Mm. What else could that be? Um, Up and coming? That could also be overpriced. That could also be overpriced. Only other one, first time on the market, is that unrenovated? Or death first inside time the house. Mar- or death inside the in six, house. In 60 years. First time on the market in 60 years sounds like a person has lived there for a very long time. Okay, I think okay. that's death inside a house. <laughs> that makes that, that feels good. So <laughs> Apparently, Not potentially to... a real one. <laughs> so if we do that, then we get the much more logical word of bids. It's thematic and everything. And we try rubbing that on the safe. Rub, rub a dub dub, rub a dub dub. <laughs> you put that into the safe, and the safe door swings open. Huzzah! And I put out my fist to bump Wyatt, and I bump it back. Ah, yes. redemption. <laughs> Oh, and then I realize I go grab the rock from the desk and I'm just like, I'm sorry, I forgot. And I unscrew it and I put it back uh, where it was found by the, by the house. And uh, you see a ghostly face in the window smile. <laughs> oh, I, take, I take board. the rock and I put it back and I say, you have a purpose. This is your purpose. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a capitalistic gonna... society. <laughs> You're not allowed to leisure. <laughs> I whisper and say, don't worry, I'll be the last person out. I'll put you back. <laughs> yeah. There's pizza coming. You'll be fine. (laughs) But anyway, you rub your hands together. What do real estate agents keep in their secret wall safes? Is it cash? More keys. Is it celebrity contact information? Is it keys to the really good houses? You peer inside and all you see is a thin stack of manila folders. It's all very business-like. It's disappointing. Anyway, you grab the top one and you open it up. 
Ooh, okay. The first thing you spot is a name. A celebrity name? In a sense. It's Lee Causey, the most notorious gangster in your city since black and white cinema. And the folder is full of correspondence between him and Tonya. Some from when he was actually in prison. What is this? And then, hang on, wait, hold on. Causey, like Jenna Causey from the rental application. They must be related. And you know what? You have a suspicion that if you looked into that shell company that bought the property, you'd find Lee Causey's fingerprints all over it. This could be an honest deal. But the way Tonya's gone out of her way to hide documents and keep the details quiet from her colleagues, somehow, you don't think so. This smells exactly like what you have Googled about property money laundering. You grab another of the manila folders and inside, another name of a big-time local criminal. She's done this before, by the looks of it, several times over her career. So the $900,000 sale that tipped her over the edge in this office contest was not exactly what you would call an honest one. Well, if anything, you have enough evidence in here to get an investigation going against her. And surely that means she'll be fired and Paul can have his job back. You just hope you don't make any significant criminal underworld enemies in the process. Success! You did it! Congratulations. Hurrah! I, I sit there and I sniff the, the folder and I go, smells like fresh rain scent. I know that laundry detergent anyway. This has been freshly laundered. <laughs> Case closed. Case closed. Thank you for listening to Escape This Podcast. Don't forget to tune in next week for Podcast This Escape, where we debrief with our guest and discuss the escape room that we just escaped from.